Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the show. Happy Thursday for those that are here live. For those that are here every any day of the week, thanks so much for being here. Oh, it's Thursday. It's Thursday. Thanks so much for being a part of this. We've been talking about this idea called narrative. Trying to get underneath it a little bit so that we understand it. It's so important to understand narrative. It'll explain so much of why we do what we do, of how we process the world. When you look into the world and you look for try to, you look at different pieces and you want to create a meaning, where does that meaning come from? It all stems around narrative. One of the most important things that we need to figure out together now is how do I change my narrative? Just understanding that I have a narrative is a big step. Just understanding that I am giving a narrative is a big step. When I speak to people, being cognizant of the narrative that I'm giving. And if I'm telling somebody something and the narrative underneath it is the story of how someone's not enough, I don't know why they don't feel like they're not enough. It's, yeah, it's my narrative to them. And maybe I had that growing up. The story always ends with failure. The story always ends in darkness. And so that's maybe why I'm not taking risks. Whereas if the story would end in success and overcoming challenge, then I maybe would look at challenges and say, wow, I can't wait to see what happens after that. And even if I failed, I still know there's a, a, a win coming in. If you ever noticed the hero's journey narrative, usually the, the hero's journey narrative, Joseph Campbell, is the hero is living his life. Something comes at the hero. And if you follow the hero's, hero's journey, throughout the period of time, he's winning and then losing and then winning and then losing and then finally has the greatest battle, which he wins and wins. And when the narrative of our life is we overcome in the end, even if you lose along the way, you know that there's good times coming. There's hope. And that draws strength that was always inside you but never came out. And so what we have to understand is that each of us have a narrative that's already playing in our minds, which may or may not be the right narrative. So then what do we do? And the answer is we go back further. There's a reason why, if you look at the Bible, you look at the Torah, God doesn't give over laws for the first 16 or 17 Torah portions. There's a reason for that. Because what God is doing is setting narrative. The, if you really think about it, the entire Torah is one long narrative. It begins in creation. It skips and does like quick stops along the way to Abraham. And then from Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, it takes you down a journey, the Jews in the desert, what they build, how they build it, 
about to get to Israel, the spies, they get pushed back 40 years. Even the last book, the book of Deuteronomy, Devarim, is a review of what happened. And it ends, so to speak, with the Jews walking into Israel. It's like the credits go up as they walk in. And then a new narrative begins, which is the book of the prophets. Why? Why? Why are we telling stories for? We're, we're a sophisticated nation. We have a huge, huge part of our nation, analysis, and we've, we have academies of people just studying and ripping apart intricacies of law. So just get into it, God. You know what he's doing, in my opinion? He's giving us a meta-narrative. It doesn't matter what your personal narrative is. It doesn't matter what your upbringing is or isn't. It doesn't matter what your societal narrative is. In some societies, the narrative is this is success. In some societies, is the narrative that's success. In some society, the narrative is everybody's against us. In some societies, it's everyone's behind. It doesn't matter what your societal narrative is. It doesn't matter what your familial narrative is. It doesn't matter what your personal narrative is. Every one of us has the ability, every one of us has the ability to tap into the divine narrative. The stories of the forefathers and the foremothers and the stories, these are narratives. They're here to teach us things that apply to us, even if we didn't hear them growing up, even if we don't know them because of our communities, even if we never even heard of the stories, they're still our stories. There are stories of my grandparents I didn't hear until they were at the end of their lives. They're still my stories. There are organizations like 23andMe, I believe, that are giving people their identities and finding their 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 leg their heritages, and they were going back into their into their lineage. That's what we're looking for, lineage. And their people are learning about themselves for the first time where their grandparents are from, where their great-grandparents are from. Why are they doing that for? Because we want to know our narratives. We want to know the stories of our lives. Marshall Duke speaks about it all the time. At least his research said. Family stories matter. Well, guess what? The family story is the Jewish family. And it's not by coincidence that God made Abraham, called Abraham a father, even if he's a patriarch. Because when Abraham is willing to walk through the fire for what he believes in, that's our narrative. That's a narrative in our lives. You want something, you walk through fire for it. And when, I, when Isaac is prepared to put his neck on the line for his beliefs, that's our narrative. When Joseph goes into the worst area in the world and holds on to his faith and becomes the most powerful. That's our narrative. When Moses goes up against Pharaoh, fearless in the eyes of the world, it's our narrative. 
the Jewish people feel like there's no way they're going to ever survive Egypt. No one's ever gotten out. And they're moments away from spiritual annihilation. And all of a sudden, the God that they've been praying to for 210 years, who hasn't answered in the way they thought, shows up. And there's hope. Hope in darkness is our narrative. Yeah. That's our narrative. There's nothing that's too dark. I was talking to someone recently. He was explaining to me just how proud he was of our community. He was saying that last year he was having such a hard time. The pandemic hit April, Pesach, Passover last year. People around him were just, they were losing it. The first few weeks they just binged Netflix. Then they finished HBO Max. I don't know if it's, that's what it's called. Amazon Prime. Showtime, whatever. And after just spending hours just being lost in entertainment, they they just felt this hopelessness. And he stumbled upon, because of a bunch of different things, was taking place in our community. Classes and lectures. And he started watching some and each message was, yes, we can. God is with us. We're never going down. Faith, positivity, be strong. And he asked himself, like, who told them? Like, who told all these speakers and rabbis and rebbitsons? Like, who told them? Was there like a meeting that God's okay, everybody listens and get really hard. So like, you know, try to be positive. I know it's hard. Use the time to give more classes. Do you know that there's a site out there that carries Torah lectures called Torah Anytime? The largest Torah lecture site in the world that I know of. Do you know that it crashed every single day in the pandemic? Crashed. Crashed from use. Who told us? Where is it written? That when the going gets tough, listen to classes. Where is it written that when the going gets tough, there's always hope. God is always there for us. It's a narrative. It's a narrative. And we all saw it. I know many organizations that are much stronger than they were before, momentum being one of them. Much stronger. Much stronger. They didn't lose a beat. Had they pivot? Had they adapt? Because the narrative, hope, we're going to make it. We'll be stronger from it. Bind together. Stand together with God. There's a narrative that's been in our history from, from Egypt. And when it played itself out through a pandemic in 2000, at 2020, we, we clicked right in. We saw the story before. No one was thrown. How is Israel dealing with Iran? Iran is pointing bombs and saying, we're going to blow you up. How come Israel isn't running into a bunker? Where's it getting its strength from? The narrative.
We've been here before. From Iran. Yeah, Iran was a place called Shushan. Yeah, from Iran, there was an evil man threatening to kill the Jewish people. We've seen this story before. We know how it plays out. But it gives us the strength to become more than we are. We all have the same narrative. It doesn't matter how it got taught to you. It doesn't matter your particular life. Everybody, no matter where you're from, even narrative. We share a narrative that we have from our, from our ancestors. Not our particular ancestors, our communal ancestors. And that narrative is strength, empowerment, faith, righteousness, doing what's right in the face of adversity, being more, never giving up. And it doesn't matter how old we are. It doesn't matter what our personal narrative is. We all have the ability. I would go as far as say we all have the obligation to understand the meta Jewish narrative. And by the way, even if you're American, go look at the founding fathers. I believe it was Ben Franklin. Andy, look this up for me. I believe it was Ben Franklin who wanted the symbol to be the Moses standing by the split sea. I think it was Ben Franklin. Because the story of America was modeled off the story of the Jews leaving Egypt. The narrative that this country used as it fought against the, the, the British. Freedom from tyranny. That was the slogan. Where did it come from? Did it just make it up? It came from a narrative of, of the Israelites leaving Egypt. So each and every one of us has an obligation and an opportunity to understand the narrative of our families that don't end two generations back. We got to go deeper. We got to go deeper. We got to understand the stories from the beginning. From the beginning, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Rebecca, Moses, Joshua, Samuel, David, Saul, Solomon. These are the people that we look up to and go, how are they living their lives? What's the narrative? That's my family. And then later on, of course, that's what Passover is all about. It's about telling the people around us, we got a big narrative here. There's a lot. And you're a part of it. Even if you don't know how. Even if you can't connect the dots in the past 40 years. This is our, this is our family. And when we're able to understand that narrative... When you look at a story for what its lessons and you realize that that lesson is in me, it's meant to teach me how to live my life. I'm not being tested on it. 
I'm being empowered by it. It's guiding me. Because I feel like I've been doing this forever and I don't see any hope. And then I realized that Joseph sat in a prison for 12 years for a crime he didn't commit and never gave up faith and became the most powerful man in Egypt. And when I'm struggling and struggling and struggling and can't find that we realize the Jews sat for 200 years. And when I feel like I can't overcome bigger people in my life, we realize that David looked at Goliath. <laughs> this is our narrative. You know how we change our narrative is we tap into a higher narrative. On the Shabbat show tonight, you got to watch tonight's Shabbat show. I'm interviewing a woman named Yola Reitman. Yola Reitman was the Mossad agent in the dead, the Red Sea Spa. Do you remember the story of the Red Sea Spa, Operation Brothers, where the Mossad put up a fake spa to smuggle Ethiopians out of, out of off the Sudanese coast. I interviewed her, Yola, unbelievable lady. First thing, our people struggle, we're here for each other. Why'd you do the Mossad for? Why'd you risk your life for? She's like, what are you talking about? the narrative of our people she doesn't say those words but listen if you're listening to the boost today on thursday even if you listen to it afterwards go to the shabbatshow.com and you can watch the whole interview whenever you hear this go look up that interview and now you can see how a narrative that started so long ago is playing out in the early 80s she doesn't even know it because she's so connected to it that's the meta narrative of our people That's how you change your narrative. You attach it to a bigger narrative. The way you change yourself is when you attach yourself to something bigger than self. The way you change your narrative is when you attach your narrative to something bigger than your particular narrative. And the more that's a part of you, and the more these stories are your stories, and the more you know them and understand them and think about them, the more they become in your neuroplasticity and the more you look into the future with that narrative. And if you ever needed a narrative that's gonna take you to the next level, use the divine one. If you gotta choose a narrative, I'm all for you know, Rudy and the Karate Kid and Rocky Four. But let me tell you something, if you gotta opt between that and the Torah, please. It's part of our lives. It's there to make us great. That's called teaching your children by teaching ourselves. All right, everybody. Have an amazing day. Try this. Think about this. Ask yourself, how much of the stories do I really know? Just a story. Let's learn about ourselves. Let's learn about our past. Let's learn about our people. And let's take the meta-narrative together because it'll make us the people that I believe we're meant to be. All right, have an amazing day. With God's help, I cannot wait to see you again tomorrow.